Yo, yo, what's up? Uh, Champagne Sharks, this is T. You can find me on Twitter at Ricky Rawls, R-I-C-K-Y-R-A-W-L-S. Go to patreon.com forward slash Champagne Sharks. Patreon.com forward slash Champagne Sharks, $5 a month. You get double the episodes. No, no, let's rephrase that. You get double the new episodes every week and you get access to, at, at this point, about 80 back episodes instantly like poof suddenly 80 more hours of your life to spend on podcasts instead of doing something that you know like going out and having a life you know we're gonna save you from that burden of having to make plans any of that stuff you just spend five dollars and instantly access the whole back archives of bonus champagne sharks episodes and I think that's a good deal. With me is Kenny. Hey, what's up, guys? This is Kenny. You guys can reach me on Twitter at BlackSportsNW. My handle might be changing soon because I'm getting tired of that handle. So um, <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll think of something crazy. But like T was saying, get some of the episodes. You know, I'm going to spread a rumor out like back in the 50s, like Reefer Madness. So <laughs> don't buy any more weed. Buy more episodes. You don't even need that weed. Yeah, exactly. You gotta scare people. You don't people need off. that stuff. Uh, no, uh, no, I think we just spread rumors both ways. Like, you know, scare people off the weed, but also tell people that Champion Sharks is a good companion to weed. Like, you know how you pair right. like white wine <laughs> with a uh, chicken masala? Like, right. a good like uh, bowl hit and episode of Champion Sharks. Like, it'll complement your Can't weed. Beat that absolutely. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get get the get the Champagne Sharks first, then get the weed. <laughs> the um. <laughs> You know, I was going all these different news articles and I'm like, I read a lot of news articles to get ideas for the show. And then there'll be a lot of articles that are like good, but they're not quite enough to base a whole episode on, you know? And I was thinking, what to do with these different articles? Because one thing I was planning to do, but I just can't figure out how to make it work. The instructions on Patreon are not very clear. But one thing I was thinking about doing to make it work, have a added newsletter for the patrons so Mm -hmm. you wouldn't spend any extra money you know i would just send like um links and add like a a paragraph of commentary to every link you know saying why i think it's interesting what you get out of it uh how it ties into something about the show it'll be something or something that kind of supplements like a past show or something but that i just didn't think was worth you know dedicating a whole show to but i just can't figure out how to do the newsletter there's a supposed to be an easy way to generate one using patreon if anybody can walk me through this thing if you have a podcast or you just have a patreon newsletter if you if you can do the the newsletter through patreon i was trying to do it through something called mailchimp and combine mm-hmm. mailchimp with patreon if you do it through that or you do it with a different service through patreon feel free to email at champagne sharks at gmail.com but since i can't figure that out i figured why not make this episode uh you know what that newsletter would have been like you know you and i just shoot the shit about different things in the news that that no one thing is really uh kind of big enough to base a whole show on but that i found is pretty interesting yeah yeah, definitely i mean i'm sure you know (laughs) today has been the probably the in a bad way because i don't want to make any excuses for the guy but the funniest day in Twitter, social media history with this R. Kelly stuff, the videos, I mean, I don't even, I can't remember a time that anything was this funny. Yeah, and I don't want to make yeah, light of his situation, but his reaction I, and the things he says is just comedy. Like, you think this is like sketch comedy. 
something I'm wondering, right, with R. Kelly, something I'm wondering, do you think maybe, do you think maybe he's trying to prep the world for insanity play, maybe? Either that or suicide. Yeah, yeah. Cause either, I wouldn't doubt one, that either. It's only one of two things that could be happening. Either this is 100% real, in which case they got to put him on suicide watch because he's nuts. Absolutely, yeah. Or he's doing like, you know, that uh, mob that mob guy who pretended to be crazy to stay out. Oh, of, Crazy um, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that guy. Yeah, yeah. No, no. What's his name? Crazy Joe. I forgot his name, but he was the guy that, that would come out of his house with like pajamas on all the time. Pajamas. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, And, and he, would put on, he would put on like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Vinny the Chin, that was his name. Vinny the um, Chin, that's his name. Yeah, 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 G- Gigante, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, he, he feigned insanity for like a long time. Yeah, that that guy. He's doing one of the two, I don't know, but I think really what they're doing with him, honestly, is I think they're doing an OJ with him where oh, yeah. they, they think he did something and they're trying to make him pay for an old crime and they're going to do anything they can. Because they feel like yeah. he got away with something. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was the whole OJ thing when he got locked up in Vegas. And the judge said uh, something to the effect of, you might not have did this, but you've done other things or something the judge said. I forgot what it was specifically she said, but he pretty much got locked up for something that they think he did years ago. You know what I mean? So Yeah, it's, it, it's kind of like when, you know when your parents give you a spanking or a beating or something when you're younger or they punish you and then it turns out you didn't do it and then like, you know, oh, your yeah. parents, instead of saying sorry, they say, well, you know what, you probably did something else. That right, 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 right. About. <laughs> so that's kind of like what I think uh, they, did, they did with OJ and they're doing now with R. Kelly. So it's like, I, I really believe R. Kelly did the last thing that he did. Something, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, you know. I'm not going to like shed tears for the guy, but I do think uh, his current thing is kind of not, I don't know. I mean, what, hey man, what, I, ain't got too much. Is, I got no sympathy for him. I, yeah, I, I, I tried. I, it is what it is, man. This dude yeah, is, yeah, you know. no sympathy on, on this end. But one thing that I did kind of found kind of fucked up. I don't know if you saw this. Like, like I hate like always having to say this, but a couple of people, including that Britney uh, Pacquiao person, they kept putting this stuff like, this is what black women have to deal with all the time. Black women versus the world. And they were all putting up these pictures, right? These videos, this picture that was still from the interview of R. Kelly standing up in Gail King's face. And they're like, oh my God, Gail King, she really held her own under pressure and stuff. And some people were clowning it. I'm like, wow, why are they clowning that? You know, I thought that was kind of weird, you know? But they were, they were like, you know, what brave thing did Gail King do? And I was like, I don't know. Because based on this picture, he was pretty close up in her face. Like, you know, like, uh, and I got like offended at the um, the tweets that they were doing because they were, they were kind of trying to imply that um, this is what, because they put uh, black women against the world, but they put R. Kelly there. So I'm like, okay, you're kind of, you're kind of implying that this is what black women face from, you know, black men. And then the other person put it like, let me find the exact quote. Oh, yeah, here it is. I found it. So Brittany Packnett puts black women versus the world. And she shows R. Kelly in Gail King's face, you know. Uh, and it looks like he's about to uh, beat her or something. And then someone else posted... This is an accurate image of what black women deal with on a daily basis. We stand up for y'all, support, defend, and love you, but the majority don't respect us, right? And it looks like R. Kelly's in Gail's face screaming, right? When I actually looked at the clip tonight, he was yelling at the camera and he wasn't really close to her. Like they, they put a side profile that made it look like he's almost going to attack her, but he's like, 
not looking at her. He's not even, he's ignoring her. He's, he's not even he, talking to her. Yeah, he's not talking to her. He's yelling at the cameras and like on the verge of crying, but he's not threatening her at all. I thought no. that was really disingenuous. How they well, were all well, the, well, the hilarious thing about it is, is that, yeah. and maybe it's his own, his own ignorance. He got set up from the gate. If, yeah. if he knew that who, I'm sure he knew it was Gail King interviewing him. He should know what Gail King is about. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. and this is just me. If I'm going through any type of trial, and I don't, you know, I ain't never been accused of, or I ain't never did none of that garbage. But if if I was in that situation and I was R. Kelly and I was going to do an interview, let me interview with a dude. Mm. I'm not interviewing with a woman. You know what I'm saying? I'm being accused of all this crazy stuff against women. Dude, you're a clown for trying to get in front of this woman. She's Oprah's friend. Oprah just did her little thing shitting on Michael Jackson. Like, dude, you're stupid for even sitting down with this lady. Like, he lost his mind. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's already crazy, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows what he was thinking? Because to me, like, I don't think a white, like, I don't think a white guy would treat him any better because he's a black man. Like, like that man code, I don't think really goes across, you know, racial barriers or anything. I think, I think he would have, you know, I feel like white guys, especially like something that makes a black guy look bad because it makes them as white men look good. So if you notice, like a lot of these white guys, they're the ones who really love co-signing a lot of um, anti-black Oh yeah, men. no, no, no. I'm not saying he should have did it with a white guy. I'm just oh, saying, okay. you know, just don't do it with her. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Doing it with her was a bad idea. See, I don't think he has that he can win, right? Because Yeah. For, oh, oh, well, the first off, the thing is, you know, I think he did it anyway, even if it's like, even if he didn't do the current oh, yeah. thing. Even if he didn't if he didn't do the current thing he's accused of, he's he's been guilty of this in the past. And right, that, right. what he's doing now, even if it's not illegal, it's some type of unethical on some level. Oh, easily, right? yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not like gonna think too hard about how to make his life easier but what i will say is no. I, think, I think when it comes to media there'd be nothing he can do because you see how these black guys are because you see how these these black guy blue checks in media they, they oh, try yeah. to go extra hard to show you know how yeah. if you're a coach of a team and your kids on the team or relatives on the team you might try to be extra hard on your relative just to show to people hey i'm not giving him special treatment you see that right you see that right 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 so you might go above and beyond i feel like that's what, what black blue checks are like in the media right now that's why they're going so hard to performatively let everyone who knows everyone who's we're down who, for what, whatever whatever the popping causes they're down for like i get what you're saying like even if he would have said hey i want to request um my interview with be with a black man they would have sent don lemon in there either way it's a lose-lose situation for him you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, I'm, yeah well, well no well no don lemon is probably the most contrarian guy so you never quite know what he would do but i'm talking about like the regular like blue checks like you know oh like, yeah uh the ira madison the um the i'm talking about like the mainstream like 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 the liberal one the liberal oh, the ones mainstream been, ones yeah yeah they would have uh i think even been worse than than don lemon like you know if he got like get to give a good example now but like it's like a michael eric dyson or anybody oh, yeah. like those guys would have went really hard to let people know like we're we're male feminists we're yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah on the right even, side yeah absolutely yeah, yeah i don't think there was anything he could have done i mean to me the most important thing he could have done is just not be a dirtbag uh, oh yeah that's, that's that was too hard for him to do. in his capacity to do it seems no but, but he was that was too hard that, that was too much work uh prison <laughs> i hate to say it like this but you know the, the, the messed up thing about it is like even if you know, I think he did it. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, yeah. what do I know? But even if he didn't do it, it's like like you were saying, it's like the OJ thing. You're going because yeah. they're going to convict you for something that, you know, they think you might have done. Like you've gotten away away from public opinion 
um, the court of public opinion in a way. But now it's like, okay, we got you got to go. You know what I'm saying? There's just no way for him to beat this. There's no way. And I think that's why he started breaking down at the end because he knows like yeah. it's a wrap for him. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing he can do, you know? See? Whether he did it or not, he's going, you know? My big problem with the whole uh, Surviving R. Kelly documentary and stuff is not that they're trying to show that he did it because I think, uh, you know, he did that that stuff with the minors. Oh, yeah. Especially because he's on, he's on record marrying Aaliyah. Like, my problem Absolutely. is that they're trying to make everything look like a unique black community pathology. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of yeah. really bothered me because there were white people knew about it too, and they were giving him. The latter half of his career was propped up by white people who knew about Absolutely. His, you know, Lady Gaga, the, the band Phoenix, all these different things. So it's like you can have this thing without having, without making it like some kind of unique black problem and particularly yeah. like a black male problem. Like, you know, like like one guy was on there. And this is an example of what I mean by like who could have done, who could have uh, done it any better. Like the guy Nelson George was on there trying to say that. Oh, yeah. In the black community, like, you know, people in the barbershop shoot the shit about pedophilia like you know high five each other over it you know shit like that he was full of shit there was no need (laughs) there was no need for that and there's like you know well you know we're talking about we're talking about the most expendable people on the planet you know black males straight black males you know what i'm saying yeah Um, yeah, it doesn't matter what you say about them nobody's gonna check you for it and there's no consequences for saying anything like that about black men anyway so you know when i see nelson george of all people who i can't tell if this dude is into hip-hop or if he's because he'll he'll parade Tupac in a heartbeat, but then most of most feminists believe Tupac is a misogynist. So it's yeah, like, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind people of like him. Is, that, he's for sale. Put work? it that yeah. way. Yeah, he's for sale. He's always been for sale. You know. Yeah, yeah. So, so like that's only been like my real problem with our current R. Kelly discourse is that people just can't treat it as let's just get this scumbag locked up. It's always got to be this kind of let's get this scumbag locked up. But every other sentence, let's try to extrapolate it into how black men are. A bigger problem, you know, and how he's indicative or or symptomatic of the average uh, black man. Because it's kind of silly because, oh, uh, you know what? Enough about that. It's, it's, the memes are funny. That's all I'll say. Yeah, 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 yeah. The memes... The the memes uh, that people were putting with quotes around it, like people were like putting these funny uh, quotes to pictures from interview, and, and of course you had a couple of like knuckleheads who tried to use it to. And and, and here, here's what I'm curious about, right? Who are these for? Like, uh, right. is it, one thing that is interesting, like uh, I think Exo Nicole, she's been trying to get more serious for a while she was one of those black gossip bloggers in the heyday Mm -hmm. of black gossip blogs and i feel like gossip blogging in general for even white people if you've noticed it's kind of gone down the tubes it's not oh yeah it used to be so you know anything that hits white people hits black people harder so she tried to like rebrand as like a lifestyle like blogger and more serious and her brand took an even bigger hurt you know she kind of wants to be inspirational and positive so that makes me think maybe she was trying to you know hop on this kind of feminist kick you know so oh yeah that's just, so i'm thinking maybe that's why she was parroting this uh type of language because that's the kind of stuff like you know a feminista jones or one of these uh mm-hmm. b-man feminists will do but i think her problem is because she built her brand actually after real black community she's not one of them who's really just someone who's followed by white people like you know all these other people they're really people who are just followed by white people like like the two dope queen types and the intersectional oh yeah yeah yeah, types. yeah yeah they're yeah. selected by white people to pretend that they're representing uh black people and black women in general but the only black people that follow them are black people like them you know exactly um, or like the average black person like doesn't but uh, 
The average black person knows nothing about people like that. Yeah, and she, I think, uh, X from Nicole, based on having a genuinely popular black gossip blog for like uh, over a decade, her followers, a lot of them are residually still from that crowd. So it was interesting. Mm -hmm. The response she got was way different than what that Brittany Packnett girl who came up, you know, with DeRay in the Ferguson um, uprisings. It was was way different. Like they went in on X from Nicole and she had to take down the whole the whole the whole thing so yeah yeah it's not for everybody yeah i'm su- i'm not surprised that britney packnett or whatever her name is got on there and found a way for her to crowbar her her way back into the limelight the limelight because yeah. i haven't heard anything about her in months you know what i mean and of yeah. course they'll turn anything even if r kelly turned his back to the camera then they would say you see this is what we have to deal with black men every time we're talking they have to stand up while we're sitting down they're threatening us it's always going to be something with these people you know yeah, what i'm saying yeah, so yeah. i'm not shocked it's really it's, re- it's really weird I don't, I don't and he's know, an easy but, target so you know yeah yeah but but i don't know there, here's here's something that i thought interesting and it was something that happened a while ago but i thought it worth talking about but you know when we had the kamala harris rap genius oh yeah we were talking about how she basically messed up uh kamala harris right we we spoke about but didn't actually play the um charlemagne and them trying to fix things because you know i think they want so bad sell themselves as the place you have to go to win over the black the black community you know Mm -hmm. that's that's what they're that's what they're trying to do so i want to just put this up today for Wednesday, February 13th goes to Fox News and Breitbart. Now, before I even start, let me say I am not committed to any candidate for the 2020 presidential election. Nobody. N-O-B-O-D-Y. Yet. Okay, 2020, I am voting my interests. Nothing more, nothing less. And I have a lot of interest, but my main interest is black people. I want to hear what the black agenda is. All these candidates have agendas for every other group in America, but when it comes to black people who are the most loyal voters of the Democratic Party, Democrats act like they can't specifically speak for us, okay? Start asking them what the black agenda is and they hit you with that a rising tide lifts all boats nonsense and we know that's not the case especially for black people so i need to hear specific things from these candidates when it comes to my main interest which is black people so don't think i'm caping for senator kamala harris by giving fox news and breitbart donkey today because this is bigger than just fox news and breitbart okay this is about the era we live in where everything is out of context Okay, we the same generation that complains about fake news and alternative facts, but lo and behold, it seems like we have become what we claim to hate. Now, Senator Kamala Harris was on The Breakfast Club this week. We addressed a number of topics, including her. Now, now you see how he says, like, you know, fake news and people fell mm-hmm. for it. Nobody fell for anything. Like, like, like you know what this is like? This is like the Shaggy song, Wasn't Me, you know? Like, like you know, me, you walk right. in on, she walks in on you actually, like, on top of the girl, and, you know, you're like, oh, no, it wasn't me. Like, like you're trying to gaslight. This is what, mm-hmm. this is like pure gaslighting, like the whole uh, fake news thing that uh, he says. But but let's kind of continue. Truancy program. Her record as a prosecutor in California. The legalization of marijuana, just to name a few. Now, the conversation about marijuana came up a couple of times. The first was when we talked about legalizing it, which led to Kamala admitting she smoked. Let's hear it. Have you ever smoked? I have. Okay. Like and I, and I inhaled. I did, I did inhale. <laughs> it was a long time ago. 
I just broke news. <laughs> I mean, we wasn't in college. In scene. Now, there was a callback to this moment later in the interview. Uh, I love a good callback to a great moment in an interview. And I did that when DJ Envy asked Kamala what kind of music she likes. Let's listen. What does Kamala Harris listen to? Now, now, now look at that, right? This yeah. is the bullshit they're going to try to feed us, right? Okay, you see DJ Envy just asked her what kind of music uh, she listens to, right? Mm-hmm. Now, now look what happens. What you listening to when you was high? Now, now, now you see that? You hear the yeah, second absolutely. part? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so DJ Envy said, what kind of music did you, uh, do, do you listen to like now? And then Charlemagne, because he's always got to be a smart ass 24-7, you right. know, because he always wants to be edgy, you know, changes it to, what were you listening to when you were high? Because, you know, he just always has to be like the... Extra. Yeah, he's always gonna be the guy that's gonna like take the humor like like extra that that you know you like you know the kind of person you gotta tell like you know yo you, you kind of play too much right but right right anyway, right 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 this is what happened. <laughs> what was on? Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, definitely Snoop. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Tupac, Tupac, for sure. For what you sure. To now? What's your favorite hip hop artist now? What's your favorite artist? You know, who I really love is Cardi B. You like Cardi B? I really do. So, so, so you see, you see what happened. If if she was actually answering Envy's question, then she wouldn't have answered again when he asked her again. Like, she answered two different questions. She answered two different questions, right? But but listen, listen to how. Uh, Charlemagne is going to try to spin what, what we just heard with our own ears. Now, Fox News, Breitbart, Megan McCain from The View. First off, he's lying here because it wasn't those guys that broke the story. It was, right. uh, you know, regular like liberals and leftists and black people who, who broke the story with their own eyes and ears. And then Fox News uh, went and ran with it. But he wants to make it seem like it came from Fox News to make people feel even more enraged. Like he wants to like, create this, this fake narrative that Fox News um, made up this made up this lie when you know they just reported on something that black people themselves because they didn't want people to realize somehow that black people are not fucking with her but in, anyway so he, he he's calling out fox news for this lie supposedly uh, all jumped on that clip a day later because yesterday these headlines emerged from these people fox news says kamala harris says she listened to snoop dogg tupac while smoking in college years before they made music breitbart says kamala harris says she listened to rap legends in college years before their first albums megan mccain said she's caught in a weird lie she said she smoked listening to tupac and snoop dogg she graduated from howard university in 1986 and finished law school in 1989 tupac's debut album came out in 1991 snoops in 1993 <laughs> Uh-oh. so she's either smoking marijuana after the time she said she is or she was listening to different albums or she's just misremembering and this is getting some play online and oh, is it? the thing I would say to, to Senator Harris when she came on here, because I was I was really impressed with her authenticity. Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton was a beta test for not trying to be too cool. Mm-hmm. Don't try and be too cool. You're already cool. Mm-hmm. You already have a really interesting background. You have a really interesting career so far. Just try and fix our country. It's legal in California, it's, right? But, but why California? bring up Snoop Dogg and, and Tupac? That's the <laughs> part where I'm I just I don't really know what its relevance has it's to like do. Hillary- <laughs> Megan basically said we're okay. Blame one. me, huh? All right. Meanwhile, I'm sitting back like i'm in an episode of black mirror i expect certain things from people on social media people on social media love to take clips take things out of context and then create their own narratives but when reputable news sources at least to me like the new york post theater okay players start reposting these things like it's fact i'm like huh the only outlet i saw get it right was the huffington voice Post. 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 What did I say? Poist. The Huffington Poist. <laughs> what am I? Why can't I say Poist this morning? Oh no. Poist Malone. Poist. 
Office. Oh my god, I can't say poised. Post. You can't say I can't say it. Okay, come on, come say on. it again. The Huffington Poise. What the hell's wrong with me? Uh oh. Maybe. Now, he, now he's babbling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's probably trying to remember the line now, so that's probably why he's babbling. Yeah. Yeah. He lost track of the line, stalling, trying to remember. Where was I in the line again? Okay, and the headline is right wingers obsessed over Kamala Harris music picks while smoking pot in college. All right, David starts the article off by saying, Did the senator really say she got high to Tupac and Snoop Dogg back then? As Fox and Breitbart claim, probably not. Finally, someone with no agenda, someone with no bias, someone who. Well, so, so the person that's willing to tell the lie that helps you, that's the one with no, no right. bias. He, no he had agenda. to sift through all the, the pounds and pounds of newspapers to find one that said, Probably not. Uh, but yeah, she did. yeah, yeah, and, she answered and, two and, different and questions. A, yep, and of course the objective one to use, you know, the Huffington Post, that that bastion of, um, you know, uh, non-political allegiance, like, like they're not like right. you know, as liberal as fuck, you know. Give me, give me a break. But and also it's continuing to lie that you know this was only a Fox News thing, as if everybody and their mother wasn't on the same page across. Before, the spectrum, I mean, you know? if if you really want really to think, really want to get into it, I mean, social media is one that got it right before even uh, Fox News. Fox News got uh, on it later. That's what I'm saying. They got on it later. All of them got on it later, and they all used the same post. There was this one yeah. white leftist who made the post that first noticed it, and her post went viral, and then that post was embedded in all the other posts. And Fox News wasn't even, not, not, only, not, not only not the first person to break this, I don't think they were even the first news people to break it. No, it was, uh, I don't think they were. Yeah, yeah, it was, it, it was, it was everywhere. But uh, uh, let's continue with this egregious lie. Was just reporting on the facts and not some alternative version of the facts, simply because they don't like Kamala Harris. Okay, David reported it exactly how it happened. I need to read this, even though I was there. I was sitting right here, but sometimes he has to read it because he knows it's not reality. He's like, okay, it's not true. Yeah, he's like, let me read, it. let me read this lie so I know what to say because, <laughs> you know, it's 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 like not uh, only not only that. I love how when he starts out talking about how oh I'm 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 not voting for anybody in particular and I'm doing this. Okay, you tell us your personal opinion, but the station you work for, the corporation you work for, they might have interest in wanting her to win. So you can give yeah. us your personal opinion, but we know that you don't even really matter. You know what I'm saying? You're a pawn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and and, and he clearly is rooting for her at some he level. Is. He's full or, at of the, shit. or at the very least, at the very least, if he's not rooting for her because he has any interest in her or politics, he's rooting for her in this specific scenario because yes. he's worried about their brand. He's like, if yes. we get the reputation as the place where politicians come and they crash and fail people are gonna find like another uh people start going to steve harvey or some other black person like like are trying to serve ourselves up as the place where you can go and get an easy layup to appeal to the black community and not have you know to do anything challenging to get that black vote what's happening instead is what's happening instead is each time somebody goes on there they're like crashing and burning whether it's yeah well, didn't t-bone went on there a couple he went on there after right cory booker uh, Corey was it before went there before her and, right. and he and, and he uh you know basically it ended up hurting him you know um, yeah and then um now now she she went on here's one of the things that people keep saying and this is kind of the problem with people do this in a lot of contexts like for example that christopher nolan movie uh the dark knight one mm -hmm. of the things that everybody used to always like to say is 
oh, people like to say, oh, uh, this movie is so good. It should be the number one movie ever. It's an adult movie. It brings it brings comic book movies into like serious movies. Like it's not just good for a superhero movie. It's up there with The Godfather or The Godfather right. Two. Like it should right. be just as a regular movie. But then when you started pointing out like all the stupid plot holes in a movie, a lot of the same people would be like. Well, it's just a comic book movie. Like, 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 what do you want? You know? Right, and, right. And like, you can't have it both ways. And that's what a lot of people try and do with this interview. They were like, but in reverse, um, what well, people were like, oh, you know, like the Breakfast Club. People are saying, hey, is everyone talking about stupid things like when you smoke weed and what music you were listening to and all this stuff? Like a lot of the blue checks who were trying to carry water for her. They were saying, that. oh they were yeah, like, they were like, oh, why are you um talking about all this frivolous stuff why are you doing this stuff and i feel like the breakfast club was trying to do that too like uh, how people are being frivolous and creating hashtags like charlamagne was going charlamagne was going places and saying oh we have this frivolous hashtag culture where everything is like just a big joke but you're actually hurting uh real politicians with your nonsense and spreading mistruths but right that's what you told us to do you know that's right. it's, you know that's what you gave us you conducted this interview the same way you interview little boozy like 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 like, like you can't do your interview and you're doing your trolling. He's, you know, because why on earth if he, he's like the guy that wants to work in a corporate, but he wants to still co- convince himself that he's cool. So he'll mm-hmm. wear sneakers with a suit, you know? Right, 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 right. That's right. what he's trying to do. He's, he wears Chuck Taylors with a, with a, with a tuxedo. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah, so, so he can be the cool guy at the firm. He, he, he's, right. he's that guy. So he, he's like, he works at a corporate office. They're having a presidential uh, candidate, you know? So like, you're part of the mainstream media now, whatever. But they still want to be like, oh, but you know, we're the edgy uh, Main Street corporate yeah, radio well, show. Well, you know, so, if, you, if, if, that's, if that's who you want to be, then, you know what I'm saying, you, you just have to deal, it's almost like, uh, what was the show with Jon Stewart, The Daily Show? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like The Daily Show. The Daily Show was tongue-in-cheek forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. But when it was time to be serious, he was serious. You know yeah. what I'm saying? These guys want to interview her the same way that, like you said, you want to interview her the same way they interview Lil Boosie? Like, dude, you can't yeah. have it both ways. Yeah, and, and to Envy's credit, I feel like Envy was trying to deliver... He was trying to pro- write the ship. Yeah, yeah. He was trying to deliver a proper uh, puff piece interview. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to say yeah. he was trying to do a proper substantial interview, but he's like, this is how a puff piece interview should be. I was going to ask like harmless questions like, you know, how do you feel about this issue? Uh, do you eat babies? Oh, of course you don't eat babies. Right, right, right. What's your favorite music? And, you know, because he wants to be like Mr. Edgy. Oh, I can't believe he said that guy. Changes it to, uh, oh, forget that. When did you smoke weed? <laughs> you know? Right, and then, right. And then that's going to play that people want to talk about when she smoked weed. Well, talk about issues. Get, get, get mad, well, get mad at Charlamagne because he's the one that drove the car off a cliff. Oh, oh that's what I mean. Charlamagne's the one saying it. Charlamagne's the one. Yeah. Charlamagne, the, the one who asked the question, the same one getting mad at people for yeah. focusing on the question he asked. Or not just the question he asked, but the level that kept the interview you know, right too you know and, and that's what i mean the, the dark knight comparison like people want to act like oh this is a deep movie but then when you try to talk about it on a deep level oh wait why are you talking about it like that for it's just, it's just a comic like, yeah like you said it's just a comic book movie right yeah right, he's doing right. that in reverse like he wants to keep it at a superficial level so mm-hmm. we talk about it at a superficial level he's like well when you want to talk about something serious and it's like well that's all you gave us to work with this is your yeah i mean you know these dudes man well that show you know they the, that show has been i'm not gonna say it's a joke because there's a there's a purpose for it you know what i mean they do have some good interviews you know what i'm saying i've heard a lot of good interviews that they have but when they get caught <laughs> when they get caught that's when they start copping please and this ain't the first time you know, it's happened with other artists on that show, you know, where they get caught, you know, the uh, Fredro Star episode, you know what I mean? Where yeah. it got, 
look like they're probably gonna fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you know. Any, anyway, here's here's more. You see things on social media. You have to ask yourself if you're going crazy because you was there. All right, but you didn't mm-hmm. see what the media is saying happened. Happened. All right. Right. All them poison. Nothing. Yes. David says, and I quote: At one point, host the Dominican DJ Envy asked <laughs> the senator what music she liked, and then another host who's black, Charlemagne the God, quickly jumped in to ask what music she listened to while high in college. In a clip posted on Twitter, Harris appears to answer DJ Envy's question, saying that she likes Snoop Dogg and Tupac while laughing off the query. That is clearly not That's what not happened. That's not what happened. Because, because no. Why would she then turn around and why would she answer the same question twice? Right. You know what I'm saying? That's not what she happened. Answered, yeah, she clearly answered Two different questions, but but, but let's see. Posed by Charlemagne the God. People, that's exactly what happened, okay? As David said in the Huffington Post, the proximity of the two questions couldn't make it sound as if Harris was saying she listened to Tupac and Snoop Dogg in college, but that's not what happened. Not to mention, Envy's the one who put Snoop Dogg in her mouth. Mm. Okay? I, wow. Whoa. You said Snoop before she did. I did. All right? So, so, so she's a grown person. Like, what what does that mean? Like Megan McCain to right. Senator Harris's response to the first question as a response to the second. My people, my people, listen, we can't be reaching like this. Look up this has been dangerous. I don't like seeing it happen to other people because it's happened to me numerous times, and I know it's going to happen to me again. But this digital era we live in, where everything out of context, where everything is out of context. This is that straight up, like the guy gets caught cheating and, he's, and he tells like his wife, who are you going to believe, me or your lying eyes? You know, that's, right, right, that's right. exactly what he's uh, doing. It's like, that, it's like that little bit from Eddie Murphy Raw, wasn't me. Wasn't me. Okay, if you don't like Kamala Harris, cool. Question her record, challenge things she's done as a prosecutor. You you see what I'm saying? Question her record, Mm -hmm. challenge it. Because, but no, you did not talk about that. It's the same thing talking about. Like, hey, you know, don't talk about trivial thing like this. Question her record. Question like, right? No, do everything that we didn't do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about the things that you know. If that's what you want people to talk about, then what's the point of her going on your show? You're pretty much proving that you're useless. Well, we're going to do that. We just have her go on Larry King. Yeah. Make stuff up. And it used to be a time when you were supposed to believe half of what you hear and all of what you see. But in this digital era, it seems like if it's shared on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, then it must be true. But trust me, most of the time it's not. Yeah, why would you? Like he's still doing dumb shit. Like, like, what do you have to burp for? Like that was. Yeah, well, yeah, it's that, it's that whole hand is quicker than the eye bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He has to do. He has to mix in a bunch of fuckery with some serious stuff, and that's why I don't really fuck with that show. That you know, anytime I think there was an episode where Master P was on there, and Master P like checked him on some man to man shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that dude's a clown. You know, he straight up lied. We, I know what I heard. They asked two yeah. different questions. She gave two different answers. And, and 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 you know what else too? Like that whole thing where he burps. That same attitude is, I think, to me, is exactly indicative of that same uh, nonsense. Like, yes, you know, like either either clown nose on, clown nose off. Pick one. Yes, like, you know. Yes, you can't just keep switching uh, back and forth. And you know, so, e- so even in this, he's just has that stupid burp, and the girl's like. Angela Yee's like, ew, what'd you do there? Like, I feel like it's right. so they, it's like they segue, they segue off and give, it's like, you know, throwing a deference out there. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, yeah, that house is on fire, but hey, look at this. I can throw a football over 20 houses. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just dumb. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't yeah, even make yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know? him, him, him burping is just like a reminder. Hey, you've been looking at my suit too long. Hey, um, remember these chucks I'm wearing? You know, right, I'm still right, not, I'm right. still not that serious. I'm still that irreverent guy. So, so, right. And, and, and you know why I think he did that burp, right? You know what I think? This, this is what I think. I think after he just finished doing that fuckery and knowing that he lied, that's like such a corporate stooge thing to do 
That's such yeah. a corporate. Uh, That's what Sean Hannity. Uh, not Sean Hannity. What's his name? Um, he's just like Sean Hannity. He does that. Uh, Tucker Carlson. Oh, Tucker Carlson. Yeah, we carrying water for somebody. And you're yes. Like, uh, doing the dirty work in line. Like I think a lot of deflecting. Yeah, yeah. Doing something like that. No, but having to do something like that is such a kind of a stooge. A um bought and paid for sellout thing to do that Mm -hmm. at that moment i think he had to burp to just kind of release that tension in his head like you know like uh, oh you know i'm still not that guy i'm still this guy the guy doesn't give a fuck you know, right. you know it'll be like after you know you just finished getting punked by your boss and you know you get punked and you swallowed some shitty treatment that you thought you know if anybody treated you like that you would up and quit you know and you oh, just yeah, swallowed yeah. your pride and then your boss like leaves the room and you're like fuck and, and you pocket a stapler you're like you know just something to tell yourself oh, i'm not a total punk so like after your boss right leaves, <laughs> yeah you just do that i think that's what that burp was that burp was he did such a lack of integrity stooge thing like he just had to release that he he had to do just something that that was uh kind of like flipping a finger you know just just right. to kind of Still tell himself, yeah, you're not the guy who just did what you think he just did, you know? Yeah, he goes outside and he puts a banana in his boss's tailpipe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that's, I think that's what that, that broke was. Like, I think he knew that he told such a ridiculous lie and, you know, uh, felt like such a bootlick or... Yeah, or clown, or yeah, straight boot, yeah, bootlicker, yeah. Yeah, he had to do something irreverent in that moment just to, like, uh, save face in his, own, in his own mind or just to... I think it was even an unconscious thing. I don't think this was even a conscious reaction he had i think that was no very, that's just who he is that's who he is he's a yeah yeah he's a, you know no, no, this but, is not but the I, first time he's been accused of being a bootlicker yeah yeah but i think no but i'm saying i think that the reaction to the bootlicking wasn't even conscious like i don't think even consciously said wow i'm being a bootlicker let me burp I, I think that was like an automatic reflex that he that that revulsion you know it's like it's like up there with throwing up and eat something that you know is nasty i think it, it that was like his kind of uh, internal face saving. But we're going to be right. again, just so, you know, to see, like, are we wrong? But here you go. <laughs> okay, so you see, both questions were asked. Uh, Andy's question, then his um, dopey one. And, he, and she laughs, right? The fact that she laughed close shows that she's clearly heard his, his question. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yeah, definitely Snoop. <laughs> uh-huh. Now, this is the thing. She, he said that Envy fed her Snoop, but I didn't see Envy feed her Snoop right there. She just said no. it. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, uh, Tupac, for sure. Okay, so she said Tupac. I still don't see where Envy uh, fed her the thing, but okay, let's go on. You know So, so you see that he he, yeah, he, he asked that later. Time, yeah. What's your favorite? So, so if she was answering his question and everybody knew it and it was so obvious, why did Envy? Had to ask a second time. She's clearly right. answering Charlotte's right. question. You know, or, or she could have said like, "I already answered that." Are you? Are you not listening, Envy? And like, you right, know, right. So I'll play devil's advocate. Maybe, maybe, maybe Charlemagne didn't remember what he asked, or maybe he well, they misremembered her. You know what I mean? But, I don't but, know. I don't know how but, he didn't go back and listen to it first. No, no. He... But in the clip, he plays it. Right, right, he right. Plays yeah, it right. Okay, there. yeah, it's true. He's yeah. sitting there playing it. <laughs> Uh, I so, can't. I can't even make an excuse for that lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So here's the answer to the second one. I really love is Cardi B. 
I really do. So, so her answer to who I listen to now is Cardi B. Right. She clearly gives two answers. She, you know, so, so if she was answering, uh, who do you listen to now with Snoop and Tupac, then what question was she answering when she said Cardi B? Like, right. Like, like it's not even a lie that makes sense. It's so stupid. It lie. doesn't make sense. She, and you know, the thing about it is maybe, maybe, I don't know, maybe she got flustered. I don't know, but I know she answered two directly different questions. I know that. Yeah. And, and, and the fact that you know it's a lie is the fact that he said he had to read it in the Huffington Post to, yeah. to know. Like, if this was something that really happened, why did you have to wait until Huffington Post told you that's what happened? For you opened to a bunch like, of windows on his computer, like, click, nope, they're not going to say what I want. Click, nope, they're not going to yeah. say what I want. Ah, Huffington Post. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, so, bullshit. So, so the fact that he needed Huffington Post to feed him the story just kind of shows right. that that's not what happened. Like, you know, what really happened was they were like, shit, man, now we're going to, we're going to, this is like the third time someone came on our show and came out worse for wear. And then someone said, hey, this Huffington Post guy, I don't know if he's smoking crack, but he claims <laughs> <laughs> this happened. You know, should we try to say the same thing? And they're like, you know, if this white guy works for a reputable place can say it, then we won't look so crazy saying it too. Like, you know, we, you know, now it looks like we're not just covering our ass. This crazy thing, like a white person said, you know, <laughs> people might trust that more. Like, Oh, they'll believe the white people. White yeah, man's yeah. colder. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then like, yeah, a lot of people kept just trying to repeat the lie online. Like after they came up with that, they were like, wow, can you believe all the people who misunderstood uh, <laughs> what happened? It's like the fucking you, hand is quicker than the eye trick. Yeah. How, how could you even like live with yourself lying to people like that? Like, like yeah. not even like good lies. Like, you know, like uh, it's, a shame. it's so much sh- so shameful. And, you know, probably, you know, maybe one of uh, Kamala Harris's representatives called Charlemagne and said, hey, man, we need you to help us clean this up. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, yeah. if you want her to come back this. on right before the election, you'll yeah, help us with us, this. If you, you want know? us back on, you know, um, yeah. we're going to Hot 97 and they're talking to right. Ebro if this keeps up. <laughs> yeah, you we'll know? go talk to Ebro and Rosenberg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because to their credit, I don't think they would have done something so silly, you know? No, and, and, no, 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 yeah. no. And, and you know when you tell them like a really bad lie, like a stupid lie, and you, like, you know, that's what I think that burp was. He was just embarrassed. He, 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 yeah. he, uh, that was like a nervous tick, that, that burp. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it's like. It's like a nervous tick. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. Something that's a, a nervous deflection. Like it's 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 it wasn't like like you like you said it wasn't like he even thought of it. It just happens because yeah. that's how he that's how he does that. Um, you know, like that that'll be his telling poker or something. But right, right. Uh, here, here we go. This uh, they went on a second time with a white guy. You know, it's funny. A lot of comments on all these YouTube clips because I'm getting these from YouTube are just a bunch of people like <laughs> they're, they're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> right right that's what i saw too yeah yeah the comments on all of these are just like you know how stupid you you're, you're lying yeah yeah but but, but listen, listen to this one so they want to msnbc with this guy ari um melber the 2020 fight is getting very real democrats jumping in speaking out and some of the media stops on this presidential campaign trail are expected and traditional the first heavyweight um to announce that you are going to go ahead with this exploratory committee why why are you going first well look i want to be in this fight do you have an announcement you'd like to make i am running for president of the united states what do you bring to the table well i have a very unique uh, political path that is the usual way that candidates come out in this early season and a staple for candidates for years is going and talking on television. But there is a very new stop that is undeniably right now important in this 2020 race. And if you haven't heard of it, here you go. Now, now he's kind of giving the game away because he's kind of showing, you know, what's at stake here. He said this is a very new stop, you know, because right. all the other clips that they showed in the beginning 
were all the traditional places like um, Meet the Press and Fox News and MSNBC and CNN, right? Those were the original clips that uh, preceded. So now he's telling the white viewers like, yeah, here's this new new place you haven't heard of. So that's what's at stake for them. This is like their kind of trial run, you know, to uh, become a fixture that, right. that we become the black place that all these important non-black people come where they can only choose one black place or where they start with, you know? Right, right, definitely. I, 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 th I think they want to get out of the, um, the black ghetto, the chitin circuit of um, right of of radio, because you know everyone eventually does that. You know when you get to a certain size on the backs of black people, you kind of start wondering, like you know, let me see if I can um, cross over to like um, everybody. Oh else. yeah, that's that's what happened to 106 in Park. Like, what, what's the kid? What's the guy's name? He ended up on Entertainment Tonight. Oh yeah, AJ. Yeah, AJ. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of them uh, do that. Yeah, that's what they want to do. You know. But okay, so so here we go. A lot of black people feel like they don't trust you because you, you mispronounced Beyonce's name. Have you learned uh, to say it correctly yet? Well, you just said it correctly. Yeah. Beyonce, right? Are you going to stand with African-American people? I'm going to stand with African-American people against racism. You did announce that you were running on the first day of Black History Month. Yes, folks are starting to lose faith in this nation. Like now you're a twin. So you see, they're showing clips of different people going on there. You know, um, Killer Mike, sorry, not Killer Mike, uh, Bernie Sanders, Cory Booker, mm -hmm. Hillary Clinton. And you notice how Sean, how Envy and Angela Yee are asking, like, you know, they're softball, but they're straightforward, simple questions. Yeah. Of course, um, Sean, I mean, asked, you know, Hillary Clinton, you know, how about the fact that you mispronounced Beyonce's name? Like, like, like a lot of the fucked up things come from his trying to interview them like, like yes. his refusal to break character and stop being like a uh childish troll like you know yeah the so, class clown yeah yeah class clown perfect he's still being like a, like a class clown because i think he set up hillary's uh, ridiculous uh hot sauce comment with one of his jokes he did yeah it, it was i think it was his line that set it up now uh, he's talking to her about um like mispronouncing beyonce's name like he kind of brings these things to such a childish level that it allows the childishness to take um these candidates down like they'd almost be better off just going to places and talking about issues it's almost would work yeah. better in their favor yeah they know? might as well go to a church yeah exactly they do it the old way but they, but they know that the church is declining in significance and they want those right. millennial voters you know absolutely and that's what the breakfast club is the perfect place i think they would rather go to the breakfast club than hot 97 yeah you know what i mean yeah exactly but if this keeps up they're not going to want to keep doing it you know no no they're making themselves look bad or at least they're gonna start trying to muzzle Charlemagne or something. But uh, right, oh, hold on, here goes. 2020 presidential candidate. I am. Yes. Why? Why did you do that to yourself? We have seen American values under attack. We have seen the American dream under attack. You've been looking at the Breakfast Club and joining me for the first time ever. All three hosts of that very show, Power 105.1's The Breakfast Club, syndicated across the nation. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, and DJ MV. Yes. Good morning, everybody. It's The Breakfast Club. What's happening? Hey, good morning. Good morning. Uh, it is hard to get people as busy as the three of you together thank you for coming on the beat thank you for having us Ari. Having us. appreciate it yeah, absolutely your show. by the way i don't know who this uh melbourne is because i would rather uh put my balls inside a desk drawer and like slam <laughs> the drawer shut than watch <laughs> cable news uh in any capacity on a regular basis so i've no yeah, idea i've never heard of him before is, but based on what <laughs> based on what this interview is gonna have whoever he is he is a huge liberal shell like 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 the amount wow. of manure, manure he's about to help these people shovel <laughs> to, to save right camera it's all a setup 
Yeah, I mean, he's such a liberal show. I think even the Pod Save America guys be kind of like, hey, that's you're a real like a uh, shit lib. Like, like, what are you doing? But um, hold on, here we go. Uh, thank you, Charlemagne. Yes, why sir. are these 2020 candidates who aren't even getting through all the news stops yet coming to talk to the three of you? Uh, because they're Democrats and we're the Breakfast Club, and everybody knows that a, a, a large majority of our audience is African American. You know, black and brown people, and I mean Democrats like to talk to black and brown people, and I, I think that they know that every black and brown person isn't necessarily saying this year, hey, we're voting Democrat just because we've been loyal to the Democratic Party for a long time, and a lot of people feel like we've been loyal. To you know, let me ask you this, right? In the Latino community, in the Latino community, there's a lot of uh, white Latinos. Uh, indigenous Indian Latinos and mm -hmm. black Latinos, Afro Latinos, like uh, Lat Latino or Hispanic is not a race. It's um, no, it's an ambiguous term. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a um, ethnicity that covers the full range of uh, you know races. You can you can be like a, a Wesley Snipes or you know like that, uh, or you can be uh, a Brad Pitt and be uh, technically Latino. So like, if this was if this was uh latino radio stop that candidates go on do you think they will keep mentioning black and brown black and brown no they would no. just say at best maybe brown they would say latino or brown like yeah for some reason we always have to always draw like we always feel like we just say that what we do is black is gonna cheapen it somehow or people will take it less seriously you have to kind of you know throw that out there you have to so prove that you have friends you you have an you have assistant you have friends yeah, yeah, or, or that it's not just you. Like you know, if it's just me, it's not important enough. Like, like my self esteem is so low. I gotta like, like I'm the guy, right? Like, like say you know, I like um a girl, or I want girls to hang out, but I know that I'm like lame or ugly. But I know like my big brother, all the girls in school have a crush on him. He's really cool. When I invite people to hang out, I'm like, hey, you know, you wanna come over to my house? Uh, Johnny's gonna be here. You know, you know right, 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 right. Because just know, like you yourself are just aren't good enough i think that's what that is like they just realize like you know we have to say that it's not just us um right we're on camera so that people know hey breakfast club is serious it's not just a black show it's a black and brown show and maybe some right. asians and you know a couple of jews a couple of liberal jews yeah exactly exactly for a long time for no reason so, so i think they're ensuring that they get the black and brown vote so you're saying your power in 2020 is because of your audience a hundred percent they're not coming to talk to us three like, <laughs> just because it's only because of our large audience that's it and they all want to get that vote from the millennials too, from a younger audience and get them out and voting. So I think that's important. You guys are very direct often in your questioning, even different uh, than some traditional news questioning. Let's look at this exchange with Kamala Harris on, quote, blackness. What do you say to the people questioning the legitimacy of your blackness? I think they don't understand who black people are. Mm. Because if you do, if you walked on Hampton's campus or Howard's campus or Morehouse or Spelman or Fisk, you would have a much better appreciation for the diaspora, for the diversity, for the beauty in the diversity of who we are as black people. So I'm not going to spend my time trying to educate people about who black people are. Right answer? Uh, yeah. And you know what? The edge, the, the, the beauty about that question is that only I could ask that question. Only a black person could ask that question. Like, she couldn't go on this show or Colbert or Good Morning America. A white person couldn't ask, ask that question to her. How can a white they person? They totally could, but uh, that's not the so human. She can only be asked that question on the Breakfast Club. 
Uh, and how does that work for the white candidates that you want to interview? Because you have them too. Yeah, I'm definitely going to ask them about their white. We're going to ask them the same way. No, we're going to ask them about what their agenda is for black people. Absolutely. But if you said it's correct, though, like, yo, we want an agenda for black people. It seems like all of these other groups are always being represented. They have agendas for all these other groups. But when it comes to African Americans, everybody gets so quiet, like, oh, a rising tide lifts all boats. It's about all Americans. No. What are you specifically. He's getting all that from Tariq Nasheed, which is interesting. Who are you pushing candidates, Charlemagne, on The Breakfast Club? No. I appreciate you uh, keeping the tradition going of uh, black radio. You've never come before, though, Mr. Booker. Uh, Donald Trump told Face the Nation that you don't stand a chance. Why doesn't he believe in you? Does Cory Booker have a specific agenda for black people? And if, and if so, what is it? Wrong. So you have a specific agenda for these black people. I have a specific agenda for, for the American people, which... which Includes uh, uplifting black people. Yeah, but, but, you know, but we, it's, we it's, it's inseparable. Rising, they always say rising tide lift all boats. We don't really see that in our communities. Are you deliberately pushing them in a different way than what they get in, say, news interviews? I mean, I'm not even paying attention to the news interviews. I'm not a journalist. Like, I don't consider myself an expert at anything. I'm just a person that's really trying to figure out who I'm going to vote for in 2020. So to me, I just feel like a regular person having a conversation with a potential presidential candidate. Like now, see, this is the thing. I don't think people need that. Like, no. I think um, once you've taken us responsibility, you've got to kind of show you're taking it seriously. And I'll say this, you kind of stuck up for Jon Stewart. But honestly, I think Jon Stewart uh, was a little annoying in that aspect too. It's not like when Jon Stewart would be like, you know, oh, we're responsibility. It's, you know, we have to take this seriously, whatever. And then when people would kind of push him on it, he'd be like, hey, I'm just a comedian, you know? Like, right, right, right. You're, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, once you take on role, it's your responsibility to do it uh, well. But um, anything to say before I hit play again? Uh, no, no. I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, Charlemagne, like you said, he sounded like Trick Nasheed. He sounded exactly like Trick Nasheed. You could tell that's who he's been listening to. Yeah, um, yeah. Because those, those think, are Trick's talking points. Yeah, I think when Tariq came on The Brilliant Idiots, I think he was saying that. And I guess some of it stuck with him. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, hopefully it makes it because what Tariq said makes sense. You know what I mean? It makes sense. You know, whether you like Tariq or not or whatever, you know, how you feel about him personally, yeah. that makes sense. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, because, yeah. like, because Charlemagne even said that you guys have all these talking points and promises for all these other groups. Why not black people? Mm -hmm. You know? So he's right. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Do you, do you think it's a risk for candidates to come on, on the show the way they are? I think that we're going to look at what they've done in the past and hold them accountable for things that they have or haven't done. But I think it could be beneficial if they're prepared for it. I think a lot of politics are very polished and they give generic answers because they know what questions are typically asked. But when you have a conversation and they're not used to it, that's when you really get the candid answers. And, and that's what's fascinating. You guys are blowing up right now uh, because of an exchange with Kamala Harris mm -hmm. that people have, I'll just say, people have been lying about uh, but we're a new show here so we'll just do the truth of it yeah. um, but you could call it you know Watergate you could call it Snoop Dogg Gate they've been you, calling it Reefer Gate on Reefer Gate you could call it yeah. DJ MV Gate yeah. if we want to so let me catch everyone up this is something that again there's different conversations going on this is Correct. a big conversation on the internet I would say on, on what's called black Twitter mm -hmm. and, and in certain communities but wow. other people may not have caught it yet <laughs> right. uh, you had a long I would say policy oriented exchange with Kamala about all kinds of stuff. Okay, a long policy oriented exchange. Who is not that policy heavy? No, this dude, that dude, like, this dude, damn, this dude really is a bootlicker. I know, I know. If, if if that's what he calls policy heavy, then um, you know, I think uh, this thing wouldn't have stuck out so much. Like the fact it was because the whole part, the whole conversation was light. But you see what I'm saying about how bad this guy is. Like I've never seen this guy before, but based on this, on this, on this first thing, I would not 
trust him with anything. <laughs> like, no. I'm never going to tune into this guy again. Like, my first exposure to seeing him, like, blatantly lie like this, like, I would never watch this guy's show. This, this, this dude's world, full this of arrow. garbage, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, like this is, like, journalistic malpractice. Like, like the blatant lie. Like, he's, he's yeah. telling... He just got hired for a, a camera. He literally just came on and, and basically said, we didn't hear what we heard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but, but here he goes. Execution. Racism in the law. Marijuana, which has been decriminalized. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, and Fox News came out, and they basically lied about... He <laughs> blames on Fox News. <laughs> Kamala Harris listened to. What were you listening to when you was high? And, and and by the way, Shit. Fox News was not the only ones who carried it. Like I said, there was someone on Twitter who is the one who actually uh, pointed it out. In re- that and caught pointed, it, yeah. Yeah, she pointed it out in response to the Breakfast Club. And after this person on Twitter pointed it out, all the other places picked it up at once, including left-wing right. places and including black places. It's this person on the internet, um, Joshi, J-O-S-H-I-E-E-C-S, and had a tweet went, the Breakfast Club tweeted the tweet February 11th, and the same day at 4.52 p.m., uh, Josh Sheeks tweeted, Tupac's first album came out in 1991. Snoop's first album came out in 1993. Kamala Harris graduated college in 1986. She is lying about yeah. something there. That tweet went viral, and then all the newspapers, left-wing, right-wing, and black and hip-hop articles tweeted, I mean, reported on that lie and that tweet. And then, so that's already a lie that saying that Fox News uh, created this lie, which is not true. Fox News just repeated this truth along with everyone. You know, this, this is the thing that's even crazier when you want to, if you really want to get technical with this, regardless of what they think she answered, the simple fact that she brought up Snoop and Tupac, she's not listening to them to really nobody. I'm not saying nobody listens to them today, but that's like the carbon copy answer for an uh, answer from long time ago. You wouldn't say that that's what you're listening to now. Yeah, so, so, even, so even then, even then, become skeptical. It still doesn't make sense. I mean, even Barack yeah. Obama, the first name he says is Jay Z. Mm-hmm. That's like the go-to answer for any you know black politician. Oh, Beyonce and Jay Z. Yeah. So yeah. if you say Tupac and, and Snoop Dogg, you're, we know you're talking about a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. And these people, when they pander, they don't try to pander by showing how good the old school knowledge is. Like, yeah, I still listen yeah. to nineties rap. They try to show you how cool they are now. So now, not back then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so hold on. This clip's almost done. Let's just knock it out. What was on? What song was on? Oh my goodness! Oh yeah, definitely Snoop. Uh huh. Uh, Tupac, Tupac for sure. For what you sure. To now? What's your favorite hip hop artist now? What's your favorite artist? You know who I really love is Cardi B. That was the appearance on the. Uh... Like, what's crazy about that one is even crazier than um um the one at Breakfast Club. What's crazier the one at Breakfast Club? They played the clip first, then yeah. they told you to lie, and maybe you hoped you were too lazy or. To rewind it, or you um forgot what the clip actually said. What it said, right? Yeah, this guy thinks you're so stupid. They tell you the lie first, then they play you the clip that right blows up the, the lie, the own lie, which is like the worst way you can lie. Like you know, at least the first one, the Breakfast Club way they lied was better because because you know what he did? He they played the clip. Then he, if I remember correctly, I think he got stumbled on stumbled up on that mispronouncing the words for a while and stuff. Then he told his lie, and maybe there was enough time for you to forget what the. Clip said this these guys did an interesting way like like you know it would be like i have unequivocal proof i didn't steal your car now listen right, right, right. you know and and now because you told me with the lie to look for now i'm looking at the car and looking right. to see if you're gonna show up like it's a actual absolute worst way to uh do it and i mean the, and the crazy thing is like it's this is really easy to figure out when dj envy says what are you listening to now she says cardi b now if he if he would have said 
hey, what are you listening to now? She said, oh, Tupac, Snoop. Okay, maybe it's plausible. But yeah. no, that first question was in past tense. That's what it, you used to listen to when you used to get high. Yeah, and and, like, and and she was answering DJ Envy's questions. Number one, like we said before, why would DJ Envy ask it a second time? And yeah, and number two, why would she give two different answers to the same question? Right, right. You know, because I mean, answering... really, the, the the bigger question is, or maybe you were getting high when you were in office. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's the other. That's the other thing. Like you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so simple things like why would she ask answer the same question two different ways? Or right. like you said, was she smoking when she was in office? Who, who knows? But yeah, here we go. The so-called world's most dangerous morning show, uh, The Breakfast Club. Seven years after she graduated from undergrad, Snoop Dogg's uh, debut album was released, and five years after she graduated from they're, undergrad, they're playing the Fox album was released. So she doesn't remember what she was. They're, they're playing the Fox News. Um, they're playing the Fox News clip. Right. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to know because so many people hate Fox News and distrust them. They're trying to yeah. isolate only them. So people could think this is something that Fox News did. But Fox News mentioned in passing along with a bunch of other places, including The View. Like, it was not isolated well, yeah. from Fox News. Well, I mean, you listen to what the guy just said. He says, he says, well, she didn't remember what she listened to. But that's not what she said. She didn't say she didn't remember what she listened to. That's what you just said. Yeah. So lied. now you're lying for it. Absolutely positively lied. I mean, we wanted to humanize it, not just talk about politics, talk about what she likes, what she does. And I asked what she listens to. And she said she listens to Snoop Dogg and Tupac. <laughs> 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 Same time. That's not even what she said. We're still uh, uh, talking about the marijuana. <laughs> if you see his face, he's laughing when he says it. Like, even he knows he's saying bullshit. Me and people took it that she was answering Charlemagne and said she was lying, which is not true. Gonna... Yeah, yeah. But I mean, the clip he just played just shows that that did not happen like you know yeah that, like we, what we heard did, is not what we, we we you heard we heard what you said what do you listen to now she said cardi b dumbass like do you now, think we're really that fucking stupid now we see how nb got caught cheating like like uh <laughs> well, yeah oh yeah on his wife yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. fucking dirtbag he, he, he came up uh he, he probably said that with sharnam and say hey, sharnam you're my boy get on uh, was tell my wife and they got together and Right, told a story had like some dumbass plan and got caught. <laughs> Hold on. Well, both of them have cheated on their wives. I was Shit. like, oh my God, I can't believe she said that. Because after you see everything on social media, right. I wasn't there. So I was like, wow, she totally lied. And I want everybody to know they're doing the work of Fox News. See, so now, oh. if you if you <laughs> believe the evidence of your eyes, you're doing the work of Fox News. The, the black Twitter people you see that are going in on uh, Kamala because of this, y'all are doing the work of Fox News. Fox and and he, he, mean, he means, like, basically us, because we're the ones who created the Kamala Harris yeah. uh, rap genius uh, hashtag that uh, oh, yeah. that went viral. It went to number one in uh, Twitter trends before Twitter uh, nuked the... I, yeah, it, you know, like I said before, you know, I wasn't surprised if one of us gets booted before the election. So yeah, that was that was quite an accomplishment. And oh, do you know now all my tweets show up as may contain sensitive material. You can't see my tweets. Oh yeah, you have to oh, yeah. you're click, a threat. Yeah, you have to act actively click every one of my tweets to make them uh, visible. Unless you're somebody I already have a lot of high interaction with. So mm -hmm. anybody new who follows me or doesn't interact with me very much, all they just see is basically, um, you know, sensitive material. Sensitive material. So a friend of mine just joined Twitter and he followed me and he goes, why are all your tweets like this? You know, he sent me a screen cap, but just and, and my whole timeline, the whole thing was just sensitive material, sensitive material, sensitive material. So um, my whole, even like, when he changed the settings, I don't know if he has to change settings or what, maybe if he changes the settings, it'll show. But the fact that that's what my thing defaults to is like, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it's not like you're, you're not, uh, 
You're not like posting videos from Bang Bros with the <laughs> yeah, Bang exactly. Bros. I'm, I'm, I'm not like uh, I'm not showing like pics of my junk like all over the time. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, uh, but but um, there's only like, 30 seconds left. I'm not sure if anything's important. Uh, let's just listen. Fox News got y'all. That's why I said they got y'all. Fox News got y'all. Because then I had to go yeah. and listen to it myself Absolutely. to hear what really happened. I think that is something that uh, radio and the news have in common, which is learn with your own ears uh, before you make up your mind, which is why... Again, so I'm talking about the lecturing us. By the Breakfast Club, Charlamagne the God, Angela, DJ Envy. Thank you. Thank you. Maybe in the days before people could rewind things, you know, before there was VCRs, before there was the internet, where uh, when something happened, you had no access to look at it again. Uh, maybe this worked. Right. But like, like for example, you know what's interesting? When you watch a lot of old action shows, the stunts are so bad. And oh, yeah. what, what happens is now you can just rewind them. And before it was a split second. And if it looked kind of fucked up, you're like, oh, I, I missed it. Now you can put things in slow motion and, you know. Yeah, go back and watch Walker, Texas Ranger and watch those fucked up kicks that Chuck Norris throws at people. Yeah. And you're going to be like, this dude, no, no way this dude's whooping anybody's ass, man. <laughs> no, but the worst is if you watch like Six Million Dollar Man, one of those 70s oh. or 80s shows. Like you watch oh, Charlie, yeah. you watch Charlie's Angels for like a split second. Like uh, one of Charlie's Angels has like a beefy lumberjack mustache because like it's like a guy, <laughs> a guy in drag. Like like and you could pause it at that exact moment. Like I feel like that's how right. things used to be. You can get away with a lot more fuckery because people had no way of rechecking things or you know. Oh no, you just accepted it for what it was. Yeah, and politics is probably like that. Like these are the old political tricks that you can't do when the age of live pausing with DVRs and the age of youtube and, and and no internet i mean if you go back to the whole willie horton thing with george george w hw uh, bush yeah. when he was going up against uh what was it michael dukakis mm-hmm. and uh they threw that whole willie horton video out like if we had the internet we could have went back and did a little research like okay yeah you know, exactly. i found out years later his name is not actually willie nobody ever called him willie but yeah. the name willie and being a black man a criminal and all that kind of stuff it sounds like a you know just a disheveled you know hiding behind bushes oh that's willie over there so yeah. they use that kind of stuff yeah, nobody, and, and, nobody and, some, and some citizen journalists would have outed it as being oh yeah like uh like this is what really happened and this is uh the extra context that you need to understand the story you know right yeah 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 but i mean i don't know i thought that i thought that was uh funny we had like a lot more topics that I was going to talk about, but I think we hit like the hour mark. So I think this is a good place to. St- oh, actually, this is one last quick story that I was going to share that was kind of funny. J- just to end on a, on a comedic note, because no words talking about how these millennials and younger are just kind of weird. They're not really creating anything. And right. Like, we don't know what's going to happen to them when they're like, um,. 50 or what but uh cloud chasing is so bad there's a story rising instagram stars are posting fake sponsored content content and a friend of mine um actually no this is not a friend of mine that wrote this i thought someone else wrote this but um basically what they're doing now right it's like a regular joe right post a pic of uh you know i really love this i really love this uh Birkin bag from from uh Birkin, you know, really great guys, thanks. But the person just bought it with their own money. But they want people to think that somebody paid them. Right. Like like Birkin is into them so much that they're giving them like free bags to promote or they're like paying them as you know to be influencers. And they paid for it themselves. Yeah, yeah. So like people want people to think that they're a um people want them to think that um 
it's a sponsored ad, but it's uh, not. Uh, you know, we're at, at this point, man, you know, I, I'm really worried. You yeah. know, my, my, my daughter's 15, so she's not of their generation. She's like the generation behind them or maybe the generation and a half behind them. I'm really worried that my daughter's generation are going to take care of them way before they're old. Oh, yeah. Like these, I'm, I hate to say it, man, but they're, they don't create anything. Yeah. And, and, these I, things, and, and these it's, it's not going, that they don't have the ability. I don't think they have the ambition to create anything. And these things go in, yeah, these things go in cycles. So, you know, I think you're right. Like, I think like the generation after them is going to like try to get serious, you know, and, and like you said, going to have to end up taking care of um them. I can actually read some of this really, really fast because it's a pretty short article. I'm going to read certain paragraphs, not the whole thing. Tapping through Palak Joshi's Instagram stories recently, you might have come across a photo that looked like a standard sponsored content. A shiny white box emblazoned with a red logo for the Chinese phone manufacturer OnePlus. And the number six, shot from above on a concrete background. It featured the branded hashtag tied to the phone's launch and the and tagged OnePlus's Instagram handle. So this person tagged the company in the... In the <laughs> in the post. And it looks similar to posts from the company itself announcing the launch of its new Android phone. Joshi's post, however, wasn't an ad. It looks sponsored, but it's not, she said. Her followers are none the wiser. They just assume everything is sponsored when it really isn't, she said. And she wants it that way. A decade ago, shilling products to your fans may have been seen as selling out. Now it's a sign of success. People know how much influencers influencers charge now and that payday is nothing to shake a stick at said elisa vingen klein the editor-in-chief of fashionista a fashion news website if someone who was 20 years old watching youtube or instagram sees these people traveling with brands promoting brands i don't see why they wouldn't do everything they could to get in on that so basically they want people to think that they're rich and they're popular so yeah when people see you doing sponsored posts right they think wow they must be getting paid you're like that's twenty thousand dollars right there without knowing that you're actually in the whole negative 800 for the post you know uh, yeah. that you've made nothing on it and nobody's paying you to sponsor uh and you gave them free promotion yeah you're giving them free promotion but people just love brands like like the ray basically just yeah. post odes to brands all the time so you know it happens but so here you go but transitioning from an average instagram or youtube user to professional influencer that is someone who leverages a social media following to influence others to make money is not easy. After archiving old photos, redefining your aesthetic, and growing your follower base to at least the quadruple digits, you want to approach brands. But the hardest deal to land is your first, several influencers say. Companies want to see your promotional abilities and past campaign works. So many have adopted a new strategy, fake it until you make it. So I guess some of them <laughs> do it because they're hoping that eventually real brands will approach them. So maybe that's why the person tagged the brand, because not only does it make the campaign look real, because if you're promoting the brand, of course, you're going to tag them. But maybe they're hoping the brand will notice. I don't know. But, you know, that's something that we've talked about with this generation. You know how we said every time uh, one of these mainstream companies does a story that appeared on uh, Black Twitter first, a bunch of people mm -hmm. start tweeting like, pay us for our polls. We're tired of you um, oh, yeah. using us or, you know. Black Twitter did this first or stop archiving our tweets. You know, you're going to need to pay us, but they won't stop giving out content for free. Like this generation really thinks that how it's supposed to work is you just go around cracking jokes all day and being brilliant and writing and doing threads. And then somebody's going to choose you. Everybody wants to be chosen. Everyone wants to be se selected by somebody important. It reminds me of, you know, the street life, you know, prostitution and pimping, you know, a prostitute is waiting to be chosen by a pimp. 
And but at the end of the day, she still gets treated like a prostitute. She gets beat, all these different things. And it's the same thing with the millennials. They're waiting to get chosen. And then they're going to get mad when they get pimped, because that's exactly what always happens. Yep. Yep. And and it's funny because they're they get mad when they don't get chosen. Yeah. And then when they get chosen, because they're so desperate and selling themselves for cheap, they're never going to like the conditions that they're chosen uh, under. And that's kind of what this article says too. This article talks about how this is fucking up the game for everybody. And I'll I'll read it right now. It says, this may seem like a useful tactic when you're starting out. And what it's saying is like a lot of these people, they're doing the fake sponsored content because their hope is that it'll eventually get them noticed and hired. You know, kind of like what you said, mm-hmm. like waiting to get chose. Yeah. Right. It seems useful when you're starting out, but more established influencers worry that fake sponsored content is creating a race to the bottom because brands can pick can piggyback off of waves of unpaid influence promoters. Some brands have ceased paying influencers completely or now pay rates far below what they previously spent so now they've um cheapened the game to the point where a lot of brands don't pay at all or they pay um way less and below market value yeah so someone says i don't think people know they're screwing each other said cj apara americano a 22 year old tiktok star she has watched rates plummet as the industry becomes more saturated and she recently lost out on a brand campaign to someone who offered to do it for a tenth of the price people now treat brands like a verification badge she said so like I think it's how like those people at ebony.com who uh, weren't getting paid for like mm-hmm. years and stuff. And it's the same thing. Like uh, this kind of race to the bottom. People are working for free or for cheap or they're getting not paid by people uh, who choose them. But they keep coming back and writing more articles because some of those people who weren't getting paid by ebony.com, they had accrued a lot of unpaid invoices. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's like at a certain point, you're like, why don't you just stop writing for them? But, you know, how did you keep falling for them saying, oh, we're going to pay you next week? Yeah. And it's because, you know, <laughs> they were they were so happy somebody chose them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, and and that, that's one thing I'll say about a lot of these other people. Who, like the, the Amanda Seals and the two dope queens types yeah. of the world. Um, for all their faults, like I don't think they're particularly like, you know, funny or talented in any of the things they do, they do constantly hustle and always look for Oh, they're, like, they're, 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 they're always for sale. They're, and they know how to they know how to hold multiple positions. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and and they're always like pushing themselves. They're not just somewhere generating a shit ton of free content no. and expecting someone to um notice them and Right. I mean, yeah, but this this generation too, like like there was someone from BuzzFeed, like this teenager who was creating con or in college, who was creating all these quizzes for BuzzFeed that were making them like millions of dollars and they were paying the person like in vouchers or something. Wow. Cheap. The person just liked making um m- making uh quizzes. See, and that that's what's missing in this generation and from our generation of hustling, like shit, <laughs> no- man. No, 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 but this person was doing it for like almost nothing. Wow. They, they paid the person, listen to this, like, like uh, BuzzFeed paid the teen making his top quizzes in free swag. What? Yes, yes. Um, What happened was the quizzes they were making, it was generating, it was generating hits in, she made about 692 quizzes. It was getting hits in the range of 578,000, 428,000 hits, 500,000 uh, hits. She had one quiz that got 851,000 views. So they wow. made like a shit ton of 
quizzes. Money. Yeah, they made a lot of money. Yeah, 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 yeah. They made, sorry, they made a shit ton of money. This person made like something like 700 uh, quizzes. They made a ton of money. She was originally making quizzes for free in the community. And because she, she was making the quizzes for free in the uh, like chat room or whatever, mm-hmm. they started like, uh, they tapped her to make quizzes. So she got you know, chosen you know that wow. that um, millennial dream she got like uh chosen and they paid her nothing but swag and then there was somebody who was an actual like paid programmer who was they had a website because they got laid off of buzzfeed they had uh actually let me let me just put let me just put this up right um this is what the person says uh that interviewed the person they asked him did you ever did you ever oh this is it they asked her is it fair to say BuzzFeed really encouraged you as a community member uh, to contribute for free? Because uh, she was in the, in the community section just doing free quizzes all the time, which was competing with what they were doing in the main site, similar to how the sponsored content people are competing. Yeah. The, the fake sponsored content people are competing with the actual real sponsored content. And and um, he said, is it fair to say BuzzFeed really encouraged you to contribute for free? And she goes, it always seemed to me that they wanted me to make quizzes, but now I'm getting responses on twitter where people are saying i should have realized i was taking people's jobs i never really got that vibe because they were telling us to make more quizzes and the interviewer goes you mentioned on twitter that you feel bad like you might have caught been a cause of the layoffs i just want to tell you and i know a lot of people on twitter have been saying this too that none of this is on you but then i'm wondering is that really true like i get why you know they want to say that because you know you always want to talk to corporations but at the same time people get mad at scabs when they cross right, the right. picket line, like, like, like right. sometimes you have to kind of, um, but because it's so general, generationally accepted to be this kind of person like of course they're going to say oh it's not your fault it's the corporation's fault you know what i mean right uh the same way people put the onus on the corporation to like pick people yeah but this this is what she answered when i first read matthew which is this is the guy who uh got laid off and he was a paid he was someone who was paid to do quizzes uh and who had like a college degree and you know this was a livelihood when i first read matthew's blog post um and this guy is the former head of quizzes and games at buzzfeed He's one of the people that was laid off. <laughs> I thought I'm that Michigan teenager because in this blog post he mentioned that you know they're paying a Michigan teenager for like uh, in in free coupons. I'm causing all um, this traffic. I felt a lot of weight on me. Luckily, people have been reassuring me that it's not my fault. But I'm like, wait, why? Maybe people should you know not even to blame you, make you feel bad, but to hip you to the game, to make you yeah. like. They're still going to do you a favor if they tell you, don't do this. Like, even if we're not going to blame you, this is still your fault, but don't feel bad about it. Learn from it. You're young. Well, he got screwed, but you're getting screwed too. Yeah, he got screwed. You're getting screwed too. You know, it's not too late to turn it around, everything, you know. So, so yeah, but you're not helping the person by doing this. I know you want to help people's feelings and whatever, but so she goes... Did you ever have a moment, this is an interviewer, where you realize how good you were at making quizzes and start to wonder if you shouldn't be giving away your work for free? And then she answers, I would always tell my friends and family about it and they'd always ask why they were paying me. I understood that, but at the same time, I felt like it was my choice to give out these quizzes. I knew that I wasn't going to get paid. I think it would be nice. Who wouldn't want to get paid? It was always just a hobby. I used to do dance, but when that ended, this was just a new thing I picked up on. But you know, like people are just so happy to get exposed, the clout. Like people just 
just oh, happy yeah. that someone's interested in them and that these quizzes are getting like people think you can like this generation that thinks you can eat attention yeah you know? yeah 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 they think yeah. they think you can give your landlord like you know tangibles is not important to them that's why i wonder you know when they turn 40 no matter what you're gonna need tangibles you know what i mean like when are they gonna wake up and see that you know they've been getting screwed by brands they've been getting screwed they've been screwing themselves actually you know what i mean like this whole I'm going to quit my job and go travel for the next three years. And then you come back, you're 26. Like now what? You know what I mean? Like I'm not, and I'm not, I'll be the first person to tell you, like, if you believe that you can monetize whatever it is that you're doing, go for it. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to tell you to just quit your job and just don't do shit. Like that's dumb. You know, um, they put, I noticed your, your bio on Buzzfeed is hire me. So on some level she is expecting to get chosen, but uh, despite what she says, she does seem to be expecting to get like hired, you know, but then that begs the question, if it's, if it's not really just a hobby and you were hoping to get hired, why did you do all this for free? It's like the cliche of giving away the milk uh, and expecting to buy the cow. You know, the answer was getting hired the end goal. And she said, when I first started in 2007, that was the bio I put up, which is hire me. So she started in 2017 with these, uh, I, I think it's a 2007, I mean, 2017. She's, she started in 2017 with these quizzes. And in her mm-hmm. bio, when she put up the quizzes, her bio said, hire me. And she proceeded to do like 700 quizzes that generated like 500,000 to a million hits just for um, nothing but swag. And... Wow. never thought like you know they're never gonna hire me at this rate i should just stop or i should approach them and ask them to hire me and right. should i'm willing to walk away you know and this is what she said she goes oh i thought it was funny i never thought of it seriously but i have thought about maybe wanting to work for buzzfeed and i think this is kind of thing with them i think there's a stigma against seeming try hard you don't want to look right, like you're trying right, too hard right. at anything you want to act like you just like I think, I think they think it's tacky to want something too bad and try too hard and also i think it's kind of protection like i want to save face if i try too hard and i fail i'm gonna feel like a loser but if i act like i was never trying i didn't care i want to i want to act like i just always stumbled onto everything like there's always this kind of person that for example dreams of being a model or an actress mm-hmm. or something but they think all they gotta do is dress really well and just hang right. out in nice places and somebody's and someone's gonna, gonna just scoop them up discover them you know cause yeah, yeah. That, that's how Na- naomi campbell got discovered or kimura uh simmons and the idea of like doing headshots uh pounding the pavement networking mm-hmm. all that stuff it doesn't really seem cool to them like you know yeah well then they don't they you know it's cool just to have in your header that you work for buzzfeed yeah and you yeah, have yeah. and you have fifty thousand followers so now yeah, you, and- you you get you get some personal Insta gratification, swag. clout, yeah. and swag. You, know, you can put the yeah, put yeah, a shirt yeah. on. Like I don't yeah. even know what the fuck kind of swag could Buzzfeed give you. What do they? What do, I don't. I don't get it. But yeah, yeah. And and, and uh, listen to this. It said you were. This is what he says this in the past. Websites like Huffington Post have gotten called out for publishing writers without paying them. Mm. Buzzfeed never really seemed to face the same flag flag for the community quiz model. Why do you think that is? And she says I was reading about the Huffington Post stuff, and I think it's because quizzes seem like a game. They never seem serious or like work i never really thought to ask for money but seeing all these tweets saying i should have been paid has been eye-opening and then she goes i never knew i was the second highest driver worldwide so she was the second highest traffic driver to buzzfeed worldwide wow, wow. Uh, and you know buzzfeed had these huge layoffs so while they're laying off like actual journalists and like 
paid computer programmers. This person is being the second highest driver like uh, worldwide. She goes, I always knew my cruises did well based on my dashboard view. Uh, toward the end of the year, BuzzFeed actually sent me a package with some cool clothes and water bottles, a recipe book, and a coffee mug and so, with BuzzFeed's logo on it that I think you can buy online. They told me I was a number one user this year with all my views. I didn't know it was that big of a thing though. And then it said, you published a quiz this week. Do you plan to continue making quizzes now that you've learned everything you've learned? She goes, I don't really know what my next step is now, but I'm definitely taking a break from making and posting the quizzes. I feel so badly about the layoffs. It's a lot. I didn't realize anybody would really see um, my tweet. So it's kind of interesting. Like, I think she's kind of only stopping because she's been shamed so bad yeah, yeah 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 but even now you see like a kind of um tension like a dilemma like she still wants to go there and just keep just keep doing it yeah yeah so it's like the guy who did get laid off to get rehired in this you're like you know what are his options to just get paid less you know well i mean these are the you know i call them the conveyor belt kids man these these kids you know she she'll get they'll lay her off or get rid of her and then someone else will step up and get used and they'll get rid of that person and then someone else will step up and get used like you know it's just it's, yeah it's, it's yeah weird man and this guy matthew perpetua this is this is what he put on his site that kind of got all this attention and exposed it he said i've been laid off of buzzfeed after working there for six and a half years i started there as the music editor but the majority of my time there has been spent serving as the company's director of quizzes buzzfeed was a fantastic place to work and the fact that i could mutate my career path so drastically was a good example of the sort of flexibility that made the company so successful while it was not ideal to be laid off i can say i pretty much did everything i wanted to do in my time there and had been feeling adrift in the recent past um you might be wondering wait why would they lay you off you were doing the quizzes and that brings in a lot of money well that is true but another thing that is true is that a lot of the site's overall content comes from quizzes and a very large portion of that traffic comes from a constant flow of amateur quizzes made by the community users in the recent past the second highest traffic driver worldwide has been a community user in michigan who was a teenager in college who for some reason makes dozens of quizzes every week it's kind of amazing how much revenue generating traffic the site gets from unpaid community volunteers. So in a ruthless capitalist way, it makes sense for the company to pivot to having community users create almost all the quizzes going forward. I understand math. I get it. And that's why I kind of say, why are all these people falling all over themselves to tell this girl, you know, don't feel bad or you didn't do anything wrong? Like, no, she did. Even if she didn't do it with malice. Right. Like, don't, you know, she help knew people she, what get she was better. Doing was wrong. Yeah. Yeah, help people get better. You don't have to baby them all the time. Yeah, so yeah, that's I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. So this this rising Instagram stars thing made me think about that about all these people giving free labor to corporations and brands like doing. And even doing if they and even if they are getting paid, I only know this because I know someone that did it. They're not making very much money at all. Like any every Instagram model is modeling Fashion Nova. Them clothes are cheap as fuck. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, a Fashion Nova outfit costs you about 30 bucks. But You know no, what I mean? Some, no, but some of these people who, the big sponsored post people, the ones who do the things like for like Gucci and... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not getting anything. The makeup things, they are making big money. But what this article is saying is even those people, their rates are going down because yeah. there's people who are like, you know, doing this stuff like 
for free with the huge, yeah. huge companies, you know? So, so it's like, I, I know guys that do it for Nike they, and, and it's not like they're doing it for Nike, but they yeah. make a lot of posts about shoes. So they're giving you all, you know, some Jordans come out, they're giving you all the history behind it and all that. And they're getting like a free pair of shoes. Like, and then they'll yeah, post it yeah. on, on, on their Instagram page. Like, hey, thanks Jordan brand for, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, really? You, that's all you needed? That was it? Yeah. Yeah. People are saying that, that the fake, that the fake sponsored posts are getting so bad. People can't even tell who's the real sponsored poster poster yeah. on that yeah it's really it's really uh it's really nutty so this thing is gonna be a race to the bottom now like 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 this woman she said that this person who stole the job from her offered to do it for one tenth of the price so <laughs> that means even if this person did it for like a thousand dollars that means that at one point this woman was making ten thousand dollars doing it like yeah, yeah at some yeah. point there had to be some money in it you know what i mean but um it's not going to be for long and i thought about the buzzfeed person and yeah like i know a lot of our listeners are, are millennials and they're sick of getting blamed for stuff so uh, i promise we're not gonna keep millennial bashing nah <laughs> we won't keep blaming you just build something create something i don't know yeah i mean yeah. Nah, I, I give I, I give them a hard time i mean when i was 15 16 17 they people gave us a hard time but there's yeah, no yeah, malice yeah, behind yeah. it you know what i mean i, I believe think that also they'll too, figure it out. i think also too i think a lot of millennials have been inherited a lot of shitty stuff from boomers Fuck and yeah. <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh, they've inherited a lot of our fuck-ups so you know oh yeah without a doubt man yeah it's not really their their um fault but i feel hip-hop like hip-hop got fucked up by us not by them yeah yeah and i think you know? a lot of times they need a lot of good game that we were supposed to give them before so we're not yeah. blaming millennials. We're trying to give millennials some nah. good game. That, yeah, um, don't work for free. Don't don't yeah, treat don't, yourself don't, like don't, a prostitute. <laughs> don't work for pre. Don't work for exposure. Don't no. do. Don't work for clout, and don't work for hopes of getting chosen. Somebody chose. Like, yeah, yeah, choosing you. Yeah. Choose yeah, yourself yeah. first. And, yeah. you know, and, and it's not all millennials. You know, I have a nephew. My nephew's 22, 23. He has his own clothing line, makes t-shirts. Yeah, yeah he's a hustler and, from what you described. Yeah, he's a hustler, but it's in his blood. His dad's a hustler. You know, he grew up around me. I've been a hustler my whole life. So yeah. he, he was able to accept game. And I think that might have a little bit to do with uh, a lot of kids... Um, their uh, socioeconomic background, you know, a little bit of privilege. You know what I'm saying? A lot of, a lot of kids got a little bit of privilege. You know, we don't have as many kids coming up the way some of us had to do in the 80s and the 90s where a lot of, you know, these kids, their parents, you know, are educated. You know what I mean? They don't really have to worry about too much. So I get it that, you know, they don't really want to listen to what the hell we got to say because, they, you know, when you add being a young person, you think you're invincible. You think you know everything. Plus, you have a little bit of privilege, regardless of what your racial background is. You know, it's kind of like hard to you know get them to understand certain things but i think they'll be all right yeah yeah exactly and, and I, I think he's just less cool to listen like i noticed like now like like that guy vince oh Stables, yeah oh, i can't inter- stand he him. An interview. yeah yeah he gave an interview and he was shitting on 90s rappers yeah. and 90s rap and mocking it then when people got on him on the internet he just kept clowning kept doubling and doubling down like, on y'all. it yeah and it's like why would you do that like we never we never did no. that and you know we always kept respecting like the elders in the game like you know when when run dmc wanted to do a comeback album in the 90s all the new people from that time like pete rock and co yeah. smooth you know they had that song down with the like, everybody was so there's happy nothing that, oh wrong God, with paying to... homage dude that's that's the thing yeah. and what, I, what i've noticed is because i don't listen to vince stables but i've noticed that lately because he's been around for a good five six yeah. years now now he's talking about not rapping anymore so it's like okay of course so because you're not popping anymore and you don't want to become the old head now you're not rapping anymore like oh whatever dude you know what i mean now you're a quitter uh, but but th- remember 
we were talking about that but why do all these wait i'm not sure if you were on that were you in the episode where we were talking about all these people who seem to want to get into rap just to get out of it yeah 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 i remember that yeah like all these rappers who like rappers just like they just want to be it's famous. just a vehicle they just want yeah i mean they're kind of like what amanda seals is you know amanda seals is someone who doesn't really seem to have a hustle oh, she yeah. just wants to be a personality yeah. like some people just want to be personality and it's like they want to be personality and they want to fuck the kardashian yeah. types or exotics yeah yeah exactly you know asap rocky had a thing about how he's tired of rap tired of the creator it's usually these ones who are really into like fashion and streetwear too like like you know we call them like the basquiat the basquiat like, of rap yeah they just need a primary hustle just to get and then they're gonna try to do everything else as long as they can just keep getting clout they're like maybe it's why these young people are like that because even they're the established famous like making it people are treating their hustles the same way like if you're looking at tired the creator and asap rocky and all these people who don't really like respect any craft at the end all they want to do is just they treat rap as a way to do skateboard on tv and all that kind of shit you know they 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 get a lot of that behavior from kanye yeah, Kanye had it, but but Kanye's like he got it from Basquiat. Yep. They they they're all children of Basquiat. Yep. Like after Kanye, like there was Pharrell, then there was no, no after. I'm oh, sorry, after Basquiat, then like Pharrell, I think was the first Basquiat mm-hmm. of hip hop, and then there was Kanye, and and now like all these new people, like the Lupe kids Fiasco. Kanye and the grandkids. Yeah, yeah, you know, uh, they want to be skateboarders, they want to have streetwear brands, they want to do this and that, and they're all talking about how they're sick of rap, right? Uh, right, and they haven't even done they've even made made a mark in it yet and then the only thing they're passionate about is clout you know and getting uh getting a Gigi Haddad or getting a <laughs> right which is the most basic yeah. looking chick I've ever seen yeah but you know she, she's an exotic right in their mind you know that, that's what they want like like they treat Kardashian and Kardashian lights and Kendall Jenner's and stuff the same way they treat like uh a pair of limited edition Star Wars Jordans right. you know right. like they even hype beasts and they're dating you know yeah it is what it is um another get off our lawn rant by Champagne sharks. Yeah, I guess I, that was an old man rant. I'm shaking my fist at a cloud right now. My like grandpa <laughs> Simpson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I promise we'll stop with the um, shaking fist our, our fist at cloud, <laughs> uh, clouds. Uh, actually, who am I kidding? We're not going to stop. Yeah, that's, that's why, why lie? Just, why lie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why even lie? Let's let's just embrace it. That's our brand. Uh, it's like that. There's a uh, there's an Instagram page called Grumpy Old Men of Hip Hop. <laughs> 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 and it posts like it just posts a lot of crazy stuff like a lot of old school hip-hop even old school for me you know what i mean like i never yeah. i didn't grow up listening to like funky four plus one you know what i'm saying that's like before yeah. my time you know what i mean yeah yeah that's be- that's before my time too like i would listen to it but when i listened to it it was already considered old, old school. school yeah uh, yeah hip-hop like like i would have it's to force MD. buy something that said <laughs> old school mixed yeah yeah you know, yeah like, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't grow up listening yeah. to that, man. I'm, I'm an NWA era, Just Ice, you know, Boogie Down. Yeah, you know. yeah, same, same here. Uh, Boogie Down Productions, yeah. Rakim. Yeah, that was my era. But, but yeah, all right, man. That's that's it. Uh, second time around. This time's a charm. I actually recorded <laughs> it this time. So uh, I think it came out better. I think it was the rare times. The second time came out. I think better. it came out better. Yeah, yeah. Because I was kind of rambling yeah, in the last yeah. one, so I think this one came out better. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this is more cohesive. So that was cool, man. Yeah, thanks for doing it. Thanks for the patience, and we'll do it again soon, man. Talk to you. Definitely, man. Peace. All right, peace.